John, I don't always get to the end of the NBA playoffs and think, okay, I I would actually like to watch more of that. Uh, It is a very long, drawn-out playoff system. Uh, It's always good basketball, of course, and it's always great drama. But usually when I get to mid-June, I'm ready to move on for the NBA for at least a few months. I actually am fascinated by the Denver Nuggets, by the way these playoffs have proceeded, uh, by the way the Nuggets have fought their way through the playoffs. So I really want to get into that, what Connolly built there, how they play, how much, how long you think they can last. But before we get to that, let's just deal with some Wolves topics here immediately on the John Krasinski Show. Let's get into all the town's trade scuttlebutt. I wouldn't call it rumors, just scuttlebutt. It's the easy thing to talk about this time of year. See how much legitimacy is there. So let's get into that here. This is the John Krasinski Show, part of TalkNorth.com. Best way to listen to this show or any show you like at the network. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's the easiest way to listen. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Hoping to get our friend Steve Terry on here very shortly. Give the fan perspective uh, on the show. I, I keep saying that every time I go someplace and talk to sports fans, they actually tell me how much they like hearing Steve's voice on the network. So we're going to get it back in the flow of that. Brandon Morton's our producer. Thanks to our sponsors, TSR Injury Law, Head Flyer Brewing, All Energy Solar, and Manscaped. So let's start with the town stuff, John. Uh, how much smoke is there and is there any fire? Yeah, I, I mean, so it seems like every single day now, there is another, hey, would you do this? Or, um, uh, you know, what are the Timberwolves going to do with, you know, the collective bargaining agreement and everything? And when is Towns going to be traded? And there's just so much conversation around that right now. And I'll say this to start as a, as a preamble, I understand why the conversation is there. You looked at sort of the, the how the fit went with Rudy Gobert last year. You look at the significant salary cap ramifications that are coming, not this year, but next year with an anticipated Anthony Edwards extension with an anticipated Janet McDaniels extension. You have Gobert, you have towns, like something is going to have to give. And so um, I think because of that fact, I think some people are really just kind of assuming that this is going to happen sooner than later. There was something on Twitter uh, earlier this week or last late last week, excuse me, where, you know, it said some, uh, you know, I think from Eric Pincus at Bleacher Report who said, you know, um, rival executives or executives around the league are expecting uh, towns could be traded in the next couple of weeks. And so there's going to be more of this stuff that just kind of gets into the NBA uh, rumor mill, however you want to describe it, uh, and and fans are going to be hanging on with bated breath with this. All of this is understandable because I do believe that there are plenty of executives out around the league that are anticipating that Carl Anthony Towns could become available. Uh, there, there's many reasons for that. Um, what I can say at this point from every conversation that I've had is I just don't see it as a likelihood at this point. It Things could change. Offers could be made, um, you know, uh, that, that just blow the Timberwolves out of the water or make them reconsider things. But all of the conversations, all of the, the messaging from Tim Connolly, from Chris Finch, from Glenn Taylor, from everyone within the organization and from Carl Anthony Towns himself to this point 
has been uh, run it back. Let's see what the Timberwolves can do next season when you have a healthy Towns and a healthy Gobert, presumably when you have a lot more familiarity with each other, a lot more chemistry built up. And there is a desire within the organization to try to see this through. Um, and, and so that's why I keep looking at sort of the breathless way that, uh, that this is being covered at this point and, and just want to kind of pump the brakes a little bit because until I hear anything internally from either the Timberwolves or the Carl Anthony Towns camp, that there is a feeling that, um, that it's time to move on. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be of the mind that it it's far more likely that they run it back with Towns, Edwards, Gobert, uh, and McDaniels than they make some sort of sea change trade for Carl or with Carl involving Carl Anthony Towns at this point. Again, things can change as we get closer to the draft. There will be more kind of significant conversations going on. But as of right now, I would just if you're a fan out there that is believing that this is a fait accompli i i don't see that as being the case at all well i think you're taking the right approach to this and i think the wolves are taking the right approach to this uh i think minnesota fans are so feel so burned by so many things in the sports world but particularly the go bear trade that they're not seeing that this could still work uh, and i will point to the nba finals the nuggets are completing an incredibly dominant postseason after being very dominant in the regular season. I think the Wolves over the last three games of that playoff series played them as tough as anybody has in this postseason. And guess what? That was with Towns and Gobert playing together, with Anthony Edwards being uh, their their new superstar. And that was without Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed, two of their seven or eight best players. I, I want to I can't wait to see how this group will perform together if given the chance. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think there's two things that right now are sort of playing into the anticipation or, you know, kind of the uh, the, the conversation around towns being traded. And one is the, the collective bargaining agreement and how much more difficult it will be once that uh, deal is enacted for teams to keep three big money players, four big money players together. It's not going to be just about deciding to pay a luxury tax, which will be prohibitive as it as it has been before, but it's also going to be about there will be extreme limitations on a team's ability to sign other players, to make trades, to do a lot of the work that it needs to do to fill the roster around their core players. And so um, so you understand the economic concerns that would lead many people to say, well, you know, something's going to have to happen with this group, not, and not just with the Wolves, with the Nuggets, with the Lakers, with the Celtics, with all sorts of other teams are going to face a lot of these same, um, a lot of these same issues that the Timberwolves are facing um, in the coming years here. So there's that, but then I also do think that, um, fairly or unfairly, there is a bit of a Towns fatigue out there. Um, he's been here for eight years now. He is sort of, unfortunately, the face of the relative lack of success 
that this organization has had because he's been the one constant, him and Glenn Taylor, through all this. Coaches have changed. Executives have changed. Teammates have changed. Everything around the Wolves have changed besides Carl Anthony Towns and Glenn Taylor, really. And so um, I think that Towns kind of suffers from that a little bit. And, you know, Edwards is still fairly new on the scene. McDaniels is new. Finch is new. And even though he gets plenty of criticism, Conley is new and he's getting plenty of criticism. Gobert is getting a lot of it as well. But I think there still goes into a sort of a feeling among, you know, some Timberwolves fans of like, I've seen Carl Anthony Towns for long enough. Let's go in a different direction. And I, I think that would be foolish to make that choice, to make a decision based on that because of Towns, all, you know, all the injuries, everything that he's been through the last few years. If he could find a way to get back and be healthy, um, to be mentally locked in and all of those things, I do think that you would see the all-NBA type of a player that he was. Um, but... Uh, it's, I think it's easy for fans to just kind of be frustrated with where the team is and certainly where towns was last year with all the time that he missed and just say, look, we're better off moving on and let's just, let's just get what we can for him and move and move forward. When, um, I think that would be short-sighted. And I do think that in general, most of the people in positions of power who would be making the decisions about this feel that that is short-sighted as well. And I will say he shot something like 54% the last three games of that series. They gave the Nuggets three very tough games. They won one of them. Another came down to the last second shot. Towns operated very well offensively. He shot three well. Uh, he, you know, I thought when they brought him back last year, they were going to stick him in the corner, spread defenses out. He played very well in that series from the top of the key. Uh, I just see so many possibilities there. And we just, you know, I, I, and I, I feel kind of guilty when I say the same things over and over. Sometimes I say them over and over because I think they're true and sometimes get and they're overlooked. These guys have just started playing together in, in chronological time. time in, in the amount of time they've spent together on the court, they are still getting to know each other. And I thought they were at the, their best right there at the end of that season. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the, I, right now, um, there's a small, there's really a small sample size for both scenarios, a small sample size of, you know what, this Towns Gobert thing didn't look all that great at in the first 20 games of the regular season before Towns got hurt. Certainly as he worked his way back from his injury, it was a small sample size of games where they didn't exactly light the world on fire. But then there's also a small sample size, as you said, Jim, of the final three games or so of the playoffs, especially, you know, game five, where you really started to see something come together and you can envision at least, okay, this is how they can make things very difficult for Denver, for whoever else um, they play against. If they can find this type of synergy, if they can move the ball the way that they were moving it, if they can complement each other the way that they did. And so, um, you know, when, when they come, when it, if this all holds together and they go into training camp with essentially the same core, maybe a few new faces around them in, in supporting roles, uh, and, and you get a full training camp and all of that, I, I do think that you're, you're going to be able to see once and for all which small sample size do you believe? Do you believe the one that was clunky, that was slow getting back in transition that 
really just kind of, you know, struggled, including offensively, which was, which was kind of glaring. Or do you, can you believe the one in the playoffs towards the back end of the playoffs that really started to emerge and say, okay, like this, this can be difficult for a lot of teams to handle. And, and so when you decide to make a sea change type of uh, roster move like a Carl Anthony Towns trade would be, I, I do think that you probably want to have more sample size either for the good or the bad than, um, than they have right now. And here's the other con- scenario is maybe it goes fairly well next year. And then you at least, even if you have to, from a financial perspective, make a trade of Carl Anthony Towns, maybe you have a little more leverage to extract a better return. I mean, I do think that there would be a fairly significant offers for Towns this summer, uh, given you know his relative youth um and and coming back from the injury and all of those things but he still had last year coming off a year where uh the calf injury definitely made him look a heck of a lot different than the the year before when he was an all nba performer and so if you're trying to trade from that from that pers- uh position versus from a position of greater strength you know, there's there's something to look at there. Obviously, the numbers change on the salary and things like that, which would have to come into play as well. But all of this is, say, is to say is that I don't think it is nearly as clear cut as you have to trade him this summer. Um, as, and I, I know that the Timberwolves don't view it that way. So uh, we will see what happens over the next couple of weeks here leading into the draft and see if another team does really try to pry him away or 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 sweeten the pot to a degree where uh, where the wolves say, hey, look, we we just got to do this for the long term health of our team. But as it stands, I just think that they see enough potential long term, and they don't believe that they have enough data to really evaluate and make a sound decision unless it's a unless the trade is a real win for them. So that's why I think that as of today, I just think that it's all progressing toward running it back uh next fall 612 tsr time that's tsr injury law that's the only number you need to know if you're injured uh call them you will not be sorry they will either help you or they will point you in the right direction if they do help you they won't charge you unless they win your case they win a lot of cases that's why they are such a big deal luckily we know them as human beings and like them and trust them as well 612 tsr time 612 tsr time just remember that we hope you don't need that number if you need that number you need the right kind of help and they can provide it. Friends, family, and loved ones, I bet you haven't purchased a Father's Day gift yet, have you? Not to fear, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming are here. I'm talking about our friends at Manscaped. They're saving the day yet again with the total package for the father figure in your life this year. It's time to upgrade his game from waist to face with this exclusive offer. Have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at manscaped.com. Let's start with the ultimate Father's Day MVP, the Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their signature lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold his goodies. And we can't forget about the Moneymaker. 
Manscaped has absolutely changed the game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit for fathers around the world. Included is the Beard Hedger Trimmer, Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, Beard Balm, and two free gifts with their signature beard comb and scissors. We all know dads love their comfort. If his grooming routine is already dialed in, make sure to hook him up with Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code athletic. All energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. Visit allenergysolar.com slash coach for your free solar evaluation. All Energy Solar is ready to take any solar project from design to installation and everything in between. More about going solar is at allenergysolar.com slash coach. And thanks to all of our sponsors who make the show possible. We do appreciate it. Uh, So, we're watching the NBA Finals. As I said at the top, I, I think it's been fascinating to watch the Nuggets proceed through the playoffs. It feels like every series looked like it's going to be challenging, and then the Nuggets just figured it out and just dismantled the opponent. Um, and part of that, obviously, is Jokic. Part of it's Malone. Then part of it, we have to give Tim Connolly credit for building this thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at um... – What's impressed me the most is, you know, there's been a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk after game two when Miami won. And Michael Malone really kind of lit into his team publicly, threw him under the bus a little bit, you know, really criticized um, everyone, you know, for their lack of intensity and lack of effort and all those things. And a lot of people, I think, around, you know, just kind of watching it from afar said, man, is he kind of jumping the gun here? Like, is does he risk alienating this team and um, and, and and doing all that? And um, and really, you know, after spending a lot of time around them in the playoffs in the first round, after, see, you know, seeing the Wolves play them during the regular season as well, what really impressed me is that, Michael Malone understands when his team needs a little kick in the ass and, um, and it's, and, and he does it. And every time they respond to that adversity that, that they face and they have just so many ways to beat you. It can be Jokic Murray pick and roll. It can be Murray going off crazy shooting, or can it can be him passing and getting others involved can be Jokic scoring 40 in a game. It can be him having a 30, 20, 10 triple double. Um, it can be Bruce Brown. It can be Aaron Gordon. It can be so many different um, you know, ways that they are prepared to beat you. And Miami basically just has one way to beat you. And so you look at this from the big picture, and you know, if we want to bring it back to the to kind of the Timberwolves a little bit, I mean, Tim Conley drafted Nikola Jokic. Drafted Jamal Murray, traded for Aaron Gordon, drafted Michael Porter and extended him, uh, hired Michael Malone. He has a big imprint on what this team has become. And I do think was also, very importantly, sort of a, a, a leader in keeping the whole organization's approach patient during the early portions of this team's rise when it wasn't pretty. They missed the playoffs in Malone's first three seasons on the job. And um, and a lot of times 
teams would respond by firing the coach, by making big trades, by things of that nature. And Connolly was part of the group that decided, no, we're going to keep this thing together. We're going to keep going forward. We are not going to panic. We believe in what we're doing. Um, now, Calvin Booth comes along after Tim gets hired, makes some great additions, including Bruce Brown was just a phenomenal signing. Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope, another huge one. So he's he's certainly put his own fingerprints on it, and he was with Tim making a lot of the other decisions as well. So he deserves a ton of credit as well. It's not just a Tim Connolly thing. But um, I think if we want to draw parallels with what the Nuggets did at, to get to where they are and maybe where the Timberwolves find themselves right now, um, there are a lot of people, certainly locally, even nationally, who want the Timberwolves to make big changes um, and believe that this isn't going to work. And that has not been Tim Connolly's M.O., in the way that he leads an organization. And so that makes it even more likely probably that they do go forward with Gobert, with Towns, with Edwards, and and just preach, hey, give these guys more time together and see if you can get to the other side of it. But the Nuggets, a remarkable just record for patience in, a, in an environment in this day and age that just often has almost zero patience from anybody at any level of an organization. Well said. Uh, we were talking here on Monday morning. The NBA Finals could wrap up on Monday night, so we're not going to get too much more into game coverage. If the if the uh, series is extended, we can get more into that stuff later. For today, uh, just a little departure here. Once again, thanks to listening to TalkNorth.com. Thanks for listening to John Krasinski show. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton, coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. And thanks again to TSR Injury Law Manscaped and All Energy Solar. Uh, I want to uh, just congratulate the Lynx. They do such a good job when they honor their former players. Uh, on Sunday night, they retired Sylvia Fowles' jersey, put it up in the rafters. They had, and then you had all these future or current Hall of Famers speak on her behalf. They're all very – it's all – it becomes so obvious how close they all were, how much they cared about each other. Uh, so just a cool thing. And, uh, you know, right now we don't have a dedicated uh, Lynx show on the network, and we're, we're working to get one back. But I just wanted to have a place where I could – you know, listen – the team is probably not going to do very well this year. They don't have a, a true point guard. They're kind of re, they're back. They're finally rebuilding, which they put off for years. But moments like that are very endearing. Yeah, you know, like I, I, I think especially for this market, right, that is so scarred, um, that has become quite toxic and and for good reasons um, about so many of the teams that they watch and that so many of the product that sports products that they consume. It, fans have been just run through the ringer uh, by all of the teams in this market. And so to have a chance to really celebrate true a, a true dynasty, like really one of the historically great teams in professional sports is that Lynx team. And, and Sylvia Fowles in particular, uh, one of the most likable superstars that I've ever covered, that I've ever spent any time around. Um, so to see her get her moment in the sun and then to like just bring back kind of some of the good feelings from that group that won at a level that no Minnesota team has ever won at um, is just like, it, I think it's needed for 
for sports fans in this market to look at that and just say, yes, it's possible to do here. Yes, it happened here. And that was really just one of the special teams and, and, a, and an incredible player and person in Sylvia Fowles. So, um, you know, having her up there uh, on the big stage, having Marty Gellner do what Marty Gellner always does with a tremendous um, show that she put on and and to really honor her and 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 be a wash in those good feelings was was awesome and i can't wait for maya to get her chance at this um at some point down the road as well which you know is coming so uh just it, they always do it right they always do it exactly the way it should be done and it's kind of nice to be able to say that about a minnesota franchise once in a while Tuesday night, Twins Brewers at Target Field. We're going to run our baseball show, Chin Music, with Lavelle, Neal, Roy Smalley, and myself, uh, Brandon Morton, there running the board at O'Donovan's, downtown Minneapolis, right near Target Field, right on the way to the ballpark. Stop by. I'm going to give away a bobblehead, some other goodies. Uh, it's always a good time. You can chat with Lavelle and Roy. You can ask questions. Uh, and it's a great setting for a pregame, especially uh, whether you're a Brewers or a Twins fan. So come by and stop, check it out. Go to talknorth.com, check out all of our football and hockey coverage, as well as uh, outdoor content and variety stuff, and Mike Grimm on the Gophers. And hey, thanks for listening to talknorth.com. Talk